Seaweed Safari, the podcast where we uncover the many wonders of this versatile marine plant. My name is Kane Fox, and I'm excited to lead you on a journey of discovery. Now, when it comes to seaweed, I'm certainly no expert, but hopefully that'll make this all the more exciting. Together, we can explore the history, uses and benefits of seaweed, as well as the impact of sustainable harvesting and cultivation practices from the different types of seaweed, where they can be found, to their cultural significance and potential future applications. So join me as we discover the captivating world of seaweed. So, before we start, Thank you for joining me today for the very first episode of Seaweed Safari. Now, to give a little background as to why I've decided to talk about seaweed, I am simply obsessed with it, and I will take any opportunity to discuss this topic. Now, like I said earlier, I am far from an expert, so if I do make any mistakes or leave out valuable information, do reach out and let me know, because I really want you to join me on this journey and make this a fun and interactive experience. And hopefully, in just a few episodes, we may even have the chance to interview many different people who are actual experts in this field. Now that's out of the way, let's dive right in. Seaweed, also known as marine macroalgae, is a vital part of our ocean ecosystem. These marine plants grow in the shallow waters along coastlines all over the world, and they play a crucial role in the food chain, providing a habitat for a wide variety of marine life and helping to keep our oceans healthy. They are the primary producers, converting sunlight and dissolved nutrients into organic matter which forms the basis of the marine food web. They also help reduce coastal erosion and act as a natural water purifier by removing excess nitrogen and phosphorus from the water. Seaweed isn't just important for the ocean, it's also important for us. For centuries, people have used seaweed for food, medicine and even a source of fuel. Today, Seaweed is used in a variety of industries, from food and cosmetics to pharmaceuticals and biofuels. In the food industry, it's used as a thickener, gelling agent, and the source of iodine, a mineral that is essential for the proper functioning of the thyroid gland. In cosmetics, it's used as an exfoliant, moisturizer, and in the production of skincare products. In the pharmaceutical industry, compounds found in seaweed are used to make drugs that help to regulate the thyroid gland, lower blood pressure and improve bone health. In this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at the different types of seaweed, where they can be found and their potential benefits. We'll also be exploring the history of seaweed and how it has been used by people throughout the ages. Let's start by taking a closer look 
at one of the most common types of seaweed found along coastlines all over the world. Kelp is a large brown seaweed that can grow up to 60 metres in length, forming underwater forests that provide a unique habitat for a wide variety of marine life. It can be found in cold coastal waters all over the world, from the rocky shores of the North Atlantic to the sandy beaches of the Pacific. Kelp is an important source of food for a variety of marine life, such as sea urchins, abalone and sea otters. Its long blades also provide shelter and hiding places for fish and other small creatures. Kelp is also a rich source of iodine and other minerals, such as potassium and iron. In addition, kelp is used in a variety of industries, from food and cosmetics to pharmaceuticals. So, specifically for kelp, in cosmetics, it's used as an exfoliant, and in food, it's used as a thickener. In the pharmaceutical industry, compounds found in kelp are used to make drugs that help to regulate the thyroid gland. Another common type of seaweed is dulse. Dulse is a red seaweed that can be found in the colder waters of the North Atlantic and the North Pacific. It's a rich source of vitamins and minerals such as iron, potassium and iodine and has been used as a food for centuries. In Ireland, for example, it has been a traditional food for over a thousand years. Dulse is also used in the production of carrageenan, a thickening agent that is commonly used in the food industry. In addition, dulse is also used in traditional medicine to treat anemia and other mineral deficiencies. A third type of seaweed is nori, which is a type of red algae that is widely cultivated and consumed in Asia. It is typically dried and used as a wrap for sushi, and it's also a good source of vitamins and minerals such as vitamin K, vitamin B12, and iodine. Nori is also high in protein and dietary fibres, making it a nutritious addition to meals. It's also a rich source of antioxidants and photochemicals. These may have anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer properties. The cultivation of nori is a huge industry in Asia, with Japan being the largest producer. In fact, the cultivation of nori dates back to the Edo period in Japan. This is from 1603 to 1868. At this time, nori was actually food for the poor. Nowadays, it's considered a delicacy and only the highest quality nori is reserved for sushi. Other types of seaweed include Gracilaria, which is a type of red seaweed that is commonly found for use in the food industry, particularly as a thickener and gelling agent. It is also a good source of carrageenan, a carbohydrate that can be used as a thickener, emulsifier and stabiliser in many food products. It's commonly found in the warmer waters of the Pacific and the Caribbean. Another type of seaweed is Chondrus crispus, also known as Irish moss. It is a red seaweed that is commonly found in the colder coastal waters of the North Atlantic. 
it has been traditionally used as a source of carrageenan and also as a food and medicine. It's a rich source of minerals, vitamins and antioxidants and it's also used in traditional medicine to treat respiratory and digestive issues as well as to boost overall immunity. It is also used as a thickener and gelling agent in the food industry, particularly in the production of jellies and puddings. These are just a few examples of the many different types of seaweed that can be found all over the world. Each type has its own unique characteristics and uses, and in this episode we have only scratched the surface of the world of seaweed. There's so much more to explore and discover, from the bioactive compounds found in seaweed that may have health benefits to the economic impact of the seaweed industry. But, as we've seen, seaweed has many potential benefits, not just for the ocean and marine life, but also for us humans. And as our population continues to grow, the demand for seaweed as a source of food and medicine is also increasing. It is crucial that we develop sustainable harvesting and cultivation practices to ensure that seaweed can continue to provide these benefits for generations to come. So join me next time on Seaweed Safari as we continue to look at how seaweed has been used throughout history and its cultural significance. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by searching for Seaweed Safari, the podcast. Feel free to reach out and let us know what you think, or maybe you have a suggestion for an upcoming show. Thank you for listening. See you soon.